Hello and welcome to episode 49 of Prosperity by the Pint. I'm your host, Bryce Carter, certified financial planner, charter financial consultant, certified investment management analyst, and self-proclaimed millennial money expert. This is the podcast where we talk about money, investing, business, and life success. Oh, I'll have a cold beer. The cold beer, <clears throat> excuse me, of the week is from Brewdog Brewery. Uh, it says, born in Scotland, brewed in the USA. It is their Cybernaut New Wave Session IPA. Cheers. Let's see how we, how we like it. So for those of you that do not know, a Session IPA is an IPA that has a low alcohol by volume content, so you can drink it all day long. So, again, I'm terrible at pouring beers, apparently, so it's overflowing, and we're going to wait for that to settle down to have a sip. This episode, I'm not going to lie, I'm stealing my content from my brother a little bit here. He wrote a, a fantastic article on topics that which I talk, uh, talk about is, is very similar, but the, the, the topic in and of itself is the new age of financial responsibility. And this is something I've talked about. uh, Episode one, I think is probably the the most clear picture on this. And that is that this new generation, my generation, millennials, the next generation, even generations X and Y, have this situation where we cannot rely on the government to take care of us once we retire, our our employer to take care of us. We are the traditional three-legged retirement stool of social security, pension, and personal savings is dead. It's gone. It's broken. That stool done tipped over, caught on fire, got thrown in the incinerator, okay? We have to be responsible for our own financial future, not our company, not our government. And so that's this new age of financial responsibility. I wanted to give some examples of it specifically. So this is the the article that my brother Brandon wrote about a bit, who was a guest on this episode uh, or on this podcast previously. You can find this article at fsgmichigan.com, go under insights and the blog. So uh, he wrote this basically saying, you know, we grew up in, in a small town outside of Flint, Michigan called Swartz Creek, Michigan. So if you're local, you know what that is. Um, and, and our community was really a home, a hotbed for the big three automakers, Ford, Chrysler, GM. And it was not uncommon in our parents' generation for you to graduate from high school, walk down to the the shop, as they called it, which was one of the factories, and get a job earning a fantastic living, work there for 30 years, get a, get a pension, have great health care, have a 401k match, and without need for secondary, uh, post-secondary education, right? And so that was the reason why so many people maybe didn't need a financial advisor. Like I look at my grandpa's scenario, who was, my grandfather was a union negotiator. He worked a variety of other jobs throughout his career. Uh, Each one of them was a true career though. They weren't jobs like in which, you know, we think people work, you know, so many different jobs, right? But it was, they were true careers. He had multiple pensions and, and uh, his primary, his biggest career was a union negotiator. But when my grandfather retired, between Social Security and his pension, he had like 95% of his pre, pre-retirement <laughs> income made up for, adjusted for inflation every year. And he could buy CDs in which when he retired at like 8 9 10%. So he can buy CDs at 8 9 10%. His pension and Social Security cover all of his obligations and he doesn't owe anything. Uh, and he's got um, union-provided health care. What did he need a financial advisor for? You've already won, right? I mean... Yeah, financial advisor might have helped the situation, but he already won. I mean, he didn't need one. Um, it's very different today. I mean, Social Security, I personally believe it's going to be means-tested. What means-tested means 
is that I'm 30 years old. By the time I reach retirement, full retirement age, it's 67 years old. I think that if I do a really good job of saving and I have a good income in retirement, that Social Security is going to be deemed unnecessary for me. So I'm going to pay into it for my entire working career but not receive any benefit out of it. Um, I, I think that's where it's eventually going to go because without changing Social Security somewhat dramatically, it will run out of money. And when Social Security runs out of money, they're going to have to do something, right? So you can't just cut off the paychecks for the senior citizens of this country. The economy would collapse. People would die. People would be on the street. It's terrible. So they're going to have to do something. What they do, I don't know. But one of my beliefs is that they're going to make it means tested. Like, for instance, our president, uh, Donald Trump, is a billionaire and he's collecting the presidential salary, but he's also of Social Security age, which means he gets a Social Security check. He might donate that. I don't know what he does with it, but he gets it. Everybody gets it, whether you're uh, Michael Bloomberg, Donald Trump, Warren Buffett, or if you didn't save anything for retirement. So you get it, and some people don't need it, frankly. I'm not saying that's not that's what they should do, but I think that's what they're going to do. So things look a little different. Uh, my brother-in-law uh, is a veteran. He uh, did two tours in Iraq, and he's been a what's called a temporary worker at one of the big three automakers for, I think, six years now. And basically, you know, he doesn't get the full, he doesn't get full benefits. He doesn't get full pay. Um, they can lay him off on a whim and bring him back two weeks later. And his health insurance goes on and off when that happens. So his health insurance is at best okay when he has it, but then sometimes he doesn't have it. He's extremely hardworking, first one to, vol to volunteer for overtime pay and uh, overtime work when holidays. Um, you can't really call in sick when you're a temporary worker you don't get vacation time it is it's a shit deal it sucks um all for the promise the premise of hopefully being hired on as a full-time union covered employee at one particular at some particular point which would be a you know bump and pay bump and benefits but how long can they string them out six years is a long time you know one i don't know how the big three can get away with this kind of circumstance and there was recently that rather long-winded um, strike that the union did uh, and and that helped some of the workers but there was there's actually some shady stuff that they did to to exclude some of the temporary workers no matter how long they'd been there quick beer break because I'm getting frustrated um I don't know this is uh it's okay it honestly is is watery it's uh it does not have a lot of flavor for I mean even a an IPA, I know it's a session, but man, I'm going to pour the bottom of the can in there, shake it out, see if we get some extra flavor, and it's going to overflow again. I didn't think it was enough to overflow it again, but here we go. So, I mean, the good old days of really high-paying jobs with uh, little to no secondary, uh, post-secondary education, um, and, and, and that tract, I think, is, for the most part, gone. There's some great trade opportunities out there, but it's not the same as it was. And so the new age of personal financial responsibility is some of the things I've talked about, which is you got to save yourself. You got to budget yourself. You need to maybe have a, a side hustle, be entrepreneurial, control your own destiny. Do not be at the whim of companies because at especially very, very large companies, you are not an asset. You're a number. And when you're an asset, when you're not an asset, you're expendable, right? So the next time a recession comes along, they can cut those expenses. And I have, I have major issues with that. So <clears throat> if we look at, you know, the transition of, of what happened kind of with fortune 500 companies and these larger employees that had these really good benefits that you could rely on the third at work, 30 years, golden watch and a pension is the, amount of fortune 500 companies 
that had a pension went from about 50% of Fortune 500 companies in 1998 to less than 5% now. So, I mean, even when you are at these biggest companies, these most profitable employees, you don't even have the benefits like you did before. So, I mean, now it's on a 401k instead of a pension, which means you're investing and you're responsible for your own investments. So that means all the more uh, pressure on you to to make good financial decisions. That's why it's the age of new financial responsibility. So the other thing that I really kind of wanted to talk about with that is is how do you manage the age of, of personal financial responsibility, right? Like we don't teach how to do your taxes or how to save or what investing is in our schools. We don't even do it in, in, in really college unless you're in a business or finance degree. Um, I mean, doctors are some of the most well-paid people out there and they don't give them a single class on personal finance for the, you know, I, I really believe it should be a part of the curriculum, but I'm not here to fix the education system. If you're listening to this podcast, in of itself, you're taking steps to learn and educate yourself on, on your financial situation. So I, I think podcasts are a great resource. I think there's a lot of good articles online. Um, I, I think you got to cite your source. You got you got to know what your sources is. Like I, I came across a video on Twitter. It was this young woman posting from TikTok how she can make two percent a day trade day trading. If you believe it, you're full. Of, you're delusional and you need to set your expectations back, right? So I, I, you got you to gotta realize the sources of which you're getting your financial information. And you know what? If it comes down to it, just hire a financial advisor. <clears throat> hire one that's a fiduciary. Hire one that's a CFP. Hire one that can communicate you at a human level and understand your needs and wants and, and, and your goals and, and really help you take control of your financial future because that's what this is all about this is not about um you know complaining that we don't have it as good as our parents and grandparents generation did in fact if you've listened to a number of episodes you understand now that that i believe that actually we have a lot of advantages information at our fingertips the ability to do side hustles um the easier now and lower cost to invest than it ever has been so it's not about complaining it was better back in the old days it's about teaching and educating and you know, coming up with ideas and concepts and giving you the tools that you need to make sure that you are successful in the age of personal financial responsibility. All right. Does that make sense? Do I have nods? My, my film crew back there is nodding at me. They're like, get it, Bryce, get it. So I'm, you know, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute and say, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. Good job on you. Keep educating yourself, learn, take control of your personal financial position. That's going to do it for this week. Don't forget to subscribe. Podcasts, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, wherever you are, that's where, we're, that's where we are. Cheers. The topics that I discuss in this podcast are meant to be general information and educational only. I'm not giving you specific advice because I don't know you personally. In order to give you specific advice, you should work with an advisor or someone that can learn your specific situation and give you advice that applies to you. If I talk about a specific security, please keep in mind I'm not recommending that security. And don't forget, investing involves risk. When you invest, there's always the possibility of losing capital, which is why you should consult with a qualified, licensed financial advisor prior to investing.